welcome to the Stop Over Drinking and Start Living podcast, where high achieving, goal oriented rebel women come to learn how to live a vibrant and fulfilling life without requiring alcohol to get through it. No labels, no judgments, no saying you'll never drink again, just real proven methods to help you stop rebelling against yourself with alcohol so you can drink less and do more. I'm your host, Angela Masenik. Let's dig in. Welcome to episode 237, Restriction. Well, hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the podcast. Today is my last full day in California. Tomorrow at the crack of dawn, we are leaving for the long drive home to North Carolina. (laughs) Oh, we are ready. Um, Well, I'm not really ready. I really like it here. And I've been having so much fun with all the things in this area and with the kids and Um, We've really settled into the rental house for the summer, and yeah, I wish we could stay longer. But we have our home and our other dog, Edie, and, you know, things in place for us that need us to be there when we get back. So we have a different road trip planned for the way home. We are going a little bit of a northern route. We're driving through Utah, Bryce Canyon, Zion, We're going to drive through Colorado. We're going to stop for a couple nights in Breckenridge. Got a little cabin on a river. And then drive through the Midwest and then booktail at home after that. But we're excited. And I think it's been a long enough time that we kind of forgot about the suffering that was involved (laughs) on the road trip out here, which actually wasn't bad at all, except for like the literally the last three hours of that trip when we were into California. So... I think we're good and we're prepared. So anyway, that's what's going on over here. But I wanted to talk to you all about restriction this week because it actually came up in my live AF coaching group about restriction. And I actually talk a lot about restriction when I'm coaching y'all, if you're you know, a private client or in my programs or whatever. And around food, this, is, this has been studied and looked at a lot with people who have dieted um, throughout their lives or been forced to diet if their moms or parents or caregivers put them on a diet or alluded that they needed to lose weight or something as young kids and the restriction or things that they've tried to do that to, you know, to be smaller, it usually backfires because it doesn't come from like a conscious choice on their part. Um, and it can cause problems. So if you start a diet now as a grown person um, and it feels restrictive, like you're not allowing yourself to have any sweets or salty foods or anything that you would maybe overeat or that you think is bad for you, and you're just eating like you know grilled chicken and salads and super clean and all of that, that can feel restrictive. And then sometimes we end up binging or overeating or overcompensating and we have thoughts like I've been good all week and blah 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 right and then we want to eat all the things so I don't recommend you restrict that kind of stuff if you have weight loss goals or you want to get your you know if you have been buffering with food and using food as a an emotional tool and you don't want to do that anymore we really just use the same 
tools that I teach us up over drinking. We plan our food for the day in advance, write down what we're going to eat, and then we follow the plan. But you want to put foods on there that you actually want to eat and not put foods on there that are really like diety. You know, foods that you like, foods that you know that you will enjoy eating, and foods that make you feel good. So I know that if I'm planning pizza or cheeseburgers and french fries, I'm probably only going to plan that, you know, maybe once a week, right? Any more than that, it makes me feel bad. I don't feel, I, you know, get gassy and bloated and puffy. My energy, I just feel weighed down. I don't like feeling like that. You know, I don't sleep that great. So I am very careful and eating those types of things. And I'm very conscious around it. So, but I'm not not doing it because I do enjoy those foods on occasion, right? It's, it's mindful. It's intentional. But if I were to try to restrict those foods for like 30 days straight or go on a six-month break from like all sugar, all flour, all carbs, all of that shit, you know, I know that that's setting myself set up for like some bingey type behavior. And I don't recommend that. Um, and you don't need to eliminate that shit to lose weight if that's your ultimate goal. So with alcohol, though, it can be tricky because especially, and I just want to back up before I get into the alcohol thing. Right now, there's all this anti-diet culture going on, right? We're, we're seeing it more in the media. Um, you know, we're, we're seeing more body positivity messages coming through, um, you know, the ads on TV and social media, all that stuff, it's, they're showing different body sizes and different body types. And it's all amazing. You know, it really, really is. We're not just highlighting and um, amplifying, you know, like a white, thin body. <laughs> because that's not real, right? Like our, the humans in all of the places have ranges of different body types and sizes. And I think it's important to show that in what we consume in our media. And I think there's like, it's kind of trendy, trending now to say anti-diet, we don't wanna restrict our foods, all of this stuff, right? Like that's kind of on trend. And it's an important message to put out there. And I think these sort of blanket statement concepts, anti-diet culture sometimes or you know, body positivity can be confusing because we might want to lose weight. We might want to change things. Um, And this applies to alcohol too. And when we see messages like that, we then adapt some of those thinkings without doing some deeper inner work about what's true for us in our situation. And then we get confused. So like we want to lose weight and then we see these messages or something and we're like, but I shouldn't want to lose weight or I should be more body positive or, you know what I mean? Like we want to adapt to these things, but we, we kind of have this conflict of like, but I actually wouldn't mind being, you know, losing 10 or 15 pounds, right? All that to say is like getting some support on that would be super helpful. First of all, so you don't like, you're not navigating this, these, this back and forth and this cognitive dissonance on your own. But what's most important is that you understand that that is also messaging that is coming at you. And you need to decide what you want to believe and put that through your own filter about what feels good for you. 
Okay, just because there's an expert saying it or somebody with a big social media following or whoever it is or there's a book written, whatever, even me, when I'm saying these things, you want to think about that and decide, what do I want to believe about this? What do I think is right for me? And I think as women especially, we aren't really taught how to do that. And so we can be influenced to think in certain ways because we've been told literally by our society that we don't have the answers in us, that we need to follow so-and-so experts' advice and read all the books and follow this plan and this this method and all these things. But the best person to advise you is you. You just need to get clear on what your beliefs are and what you want and what your goals are. And then use those little nuggets of wisdom, which I'm glad are out there now, as a way to support you versus like this all or nothing thing. So long caveat there, but getting back to the topic of restriction, you know, in this work where I am coaching women um, to to do exactly what I just explained, to kind of like empower themselves to trust themselves on doing what's right for them, we reveal the messaging that we've adapted, right? And what I've been seeing recently is this idea around anti-diet and like, if I restrict, then I binge, which can be true, but I would just caution you to not adapt that as your truth, 100%, because I think that we all can find nuances to that, right? So sometimes when we restrict, it's a good thing. So when I think about restriction, I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing. Unless it comes from sort of a negative place. So if I'm restricting because I hate myself, right? So if I'm restricting food because I hate my body and I'm grossed out by my body, so I'm going to put myself on some restrictive diet to lose weight. I'm, and I'm saying, I'm not, I'm going to start counting calories. I'm not going to eat sugar and, you know, it's all going to be superfoods and blah, 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 right? That is not coming from a good place, that type of restriction, And that's usually when it backfires because that's negative energy as the fuel to taking the actions to eat differently. Does that make sense? So it's being fueled by this thing. It's like, I hate myself, which leads to restriction because you want fast results. And then we end up like saying, fuck it on the weekends and stuff like that after a few days or, you know, sometimes we can go longer, right? But Restriction is just means a cutback. I'm not going to allow myself to do fill in the blank. That's kind of how I define restriction. And if you look at the ways we restrict ourselves, you can probably find a lot of examples of of us doing that in our lives. So for me, I restrict um, yelling at my kids. I want to yell at my kids a lot, but I restrict doing that. I consciously restrict doing that. And sometimes I do, but that is a desire that I have in the moment when things are feeling hard, (laughs) right? And they're not listening and there might be fighting and stuff. But I want to restrict yelling at my kids because I don't want to be somebody who yells all the time, okay? I want to restrict running errands during the day because I work from home and I could easily just like, oh, I just need to go run this errand, do this and meet up for this person for lunch and blah, 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 blah. But I restrict doing errands and personal meetups during the day because I want to sit at my desk and I want to be productive at work. 
I restrict eating a lot of junk food because it doesn't make me feel good. Not because I want to lose weight. It's because when I eat that shit, I feel like shit, <laughs> literally. And so I restrict myself from eating that. And it's not like it's hard to do. I know because I'm old, <laughs> not old, but like, you know, I've lived a, a, lot, a while and I've eaten all these foods. I know what feels good to me and what doesn't. And so do you. And so I don't plan to eat a lot of that stuff, you know, because it doesn't make me feel good. So I consider that a form of restriction. If I never planned my food, I never was mindful about it or conscious about it, I could probably eat burgers and fries and pizza every day. I might get sick of that eventually. But if I was totally unconscious and not mindful at all, I would probably do that. Okay? And I don't want to do that. I actually want to be mindful and conscious and thoughtful about the food that I put in my body. So I eat a lot of fruits and vegetables and protein, you know, and... I drink a lot of water, like all that stuff. I'm restricting the other things, but it's coming from really love for myself and for my body, not hate. Okay. There's a million other things that I restrict, um, but those are the the first things that kind of come to mind. Um, I restrict staying up all night. You know, I could easily like binge watch TV shows or scroll on my phone. I restrict myself from doing that. I have, it's basically like having, I think about this restriction as kind of having a boundary for myself. These are things that I could let my reptilian brain take over and do because I get quick hits of pleasure from them. All the things that I mentioned, right? Meeting up for friends for lunch, um, running errands, going shopping instead of working, eating shitty food that gives me, you know, high doses of pleasure, um, scrolling on my phone too much. Like all of that gives me quick hits of dopamine and pleasure, but in the long term, I know it's not good for me. So I restrict my usage of those things and those actions of doing those things. And I'm totally happy with those rules that I have on myself. Okay. And of course they're not very hard. They're not like I can never stay up late and watch TV or I can never eat burgers or pizza two days in a row. You know, like I like, it's like 80, 20 rule, right? 80% of the time, I restrict or, or have boundaries around it 20% of the time, I'm more flexible, right? And that's what I recommend for you too. 80% is B minus. Just remember that. So when I hear people talk about, I have been restricting my whole life and I did that with alcohol or I did that with food and I, I, I rebelling against myself now because I restricted so much. I just want to say, hold up, hold up. Let's look at ways restriction isn't bad for you. And around alcohol, I actually don't think restriction is bad at all because I think it's important to remember that alcohol is a drug. And it's and I don't like to use um, this messaging because it doesn't really work when people want to make changes. Like we want to be more positive focused about making changes around alcohol and not do like a lot of scare tactics. But I think in this situation, it's important to remember the alcohol is a drug and it actually is a toxic substance that the reason why we get the buzz when we ingest it in um, sort of a fast way is that the buzz is our body responding to there being a chemical in our body and your liver is processing a drug, a, a foreign substance at high rates to get it out of your body. So that buzz is that response to your body trying to exit the alcohol out of your body as fast as possible. Your body is like, whoa, 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 
what is this? We got to get this out. So then it goes into high gear to process all this alcohol out of your system via your liver. And that's why we get that buzz. Interesting, right? So, and there's all sorts of things associated with alcohol. I don't even need to go into the details about how alcohol is bad for you. It's been directly linked to breast cancer, heart disease. (laughs) I mean, alcohol is still the number one cause of death, like the number one drug in death of death, like in the U.S., it, it superseded COVID in 2020. So more people died of alcohol-related deaths than of COVID. And we forget this because it's so normalized in our society, right? Like everybody drinks it. It's in every store, in every restaurant, blah, 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 right? All It's just around everywhere. And it's been made to look beautiful and taste great and all of these things. And so we forget that we're choosing to ingest a toxic substance into our bodies that is not good for us in any amount. And in all of the recent studies, the CDC, no amount of alcohol is safe. And yet here we are <laughs> still choosing to ingest that. So when I hear people say, when I restrict, I end up binging. I want to help support them for the reasons why they're restricting, not so much that they are restricting. Okay, it's not really the act of the restricting, right? It's why you are drinking. Why did you end up binging after you had three or four days off of alcohol? Or why did you say, screw it, I'm a grown-ass woman and I can choose to drink if I want after a few days of not drinking or whatever your situation is? That's what we need to focus on is why you're doing the non-restrictive stuff versus saying I'm binging because I was restricting around alcohol, right? So this is where having a coach and, and, or somebody, a professional to help you kind of dive into the nuances of that for your specific situation would be super helpful. But I think we should be restricting alcohol more. I, I really, really do because over drinking isn't good for you. Even one glass of wine every day is not good for you. So you also need to come to that conclusion on your own, right? We all know what the data is. We all, all know what the studies are, you know, but you have to be willing to look at that and decide what is good for you, what is not, what is not good for you. Besides the health stuff, like how does it make you feel? How often are you thinking about it? Does it distract you too much? Are you thinking about drinking too much? Are you recovering from drinking too much? Like all of that needs to be put into the pictures as well. So when you restrict alcohol, your brain has an opportunity to get back on a normal sort of processing level, um, more regulation of your dopamine levels and your pleasure receptors. Um, It reduces your anxiety and overwhelm. It just kind of gets back into more of like a homeostasis. And so the, f- the further you go without it, the more back to like a regulation that you, your brain and your body will be. So I think restriction is good. I think even a restriction of three or four days a week of no alcohol is good to give your, your, your body and your mind a rest from that. And it takes a few days for alcohol to get out of your system. So if you hear yourself talking about, I feel like I'm restricting just just kind of like notice a red flag in that and be like, okay, but I want to cut back on alcohol. That's what you want to tell yourself. I, I, I understand like I don't want to restrict so much maybe around food 
and I'm working on letting go of some diet rules and things like that. But with alcohol, what if I, what if restriction was a good thing? These are questions that you want to ask yourself. What if me not drinking was actually supporting my overall health goals? Okay. What if me working through my mind chatter instead of adding more drinks to my plan (laughs) is the solution, right? So if you're feeling like you're restricting, just get curious about that and remind yourself you have consciously decided to drink less alcohol because it's fill in the blank. It's not serving you. It's not good for you. You know, you're not the best version of yourself. You know all the reasons why you want to cut back on your drinking, right? Your mind just might be triggered because you haven't had it to buy into some of this newer language that you're seeing in the media about what restriction means or diet mentality or holding back on the things that you actually want. And I just want to, I just want you to kind of put that through your own filter and and question some of that if your mind is saying, I don't want to restrict myself. Because I do want to restrict myself. And I think if we dug deep into you, I think you would see that you actually do want to restrict yourself in some areas too. So maybe start with finding the ways in which you feel good about restricting some things in your life. Okay. Try to neutralize that word, restriction, and then apply what your goals are with alcohol and just start working on them. You know, making your drink plans every week, not making same day decisions around alcohol, working on feeling your feelings, right? A lot of times restriction can also be how you're thinking about doing the work. So if you make a drink plan for the week and that or food plan and you have thoughts like, this is restrictive or I feel like I'm missing out or I've been doing this my whole life and I'm sick of it or something along that nature, that also can feel restrictive, right? Maybe the drink plan or the food plan actually isn't restrictive and it's pretty liberal and it's fine, but your thoughts about following a plan can make you feel like you're doing something restrictive. And that's where some self-coaching, having somebody that you can talk to and kind of reflect that back to you and, and workshop that together with some coaching can be super helpful. So you can have a mindset shift in how you are thinking about doing the work to cut back on your drinking, right? So when I was talking about at the beginning of the podcast is like, what's the fuel (laughs) behind your actions? That's what I'm talking about. So it's like your mindset, which creates your feelings, which drives your actions. So if you're thinking like, this sucks, I don't want to restrict myself, that feels bad. And then we're usually in effort mode at that point is our actions, right? We're going to drink, we're going to not follow our plan or not make a plan. But if you're like, I want to cut back, I want to experience this and do the work required for it, you feel a little more committed. And that is the fuel that's going to drive the actions that you want to take right? If you're, if you're being fueled with thoughts like I suck, I need to get my shit under control. Um, I'm out of control. I'm gross. All of that, that makes you feel bad about yourself. And then you take action that can be a restrictive action. That's too extreme. Okay. So there can be different ways in which you're approaching it, which is the fuel and understanding what your mindset is around this stuff and seeing what you're thinking 
about your approaches and how that feels for you is super, super important because we want to be in alignment, right? So if you feel good about what you're doing, then you're, you're more likely to keep going further. But if you feel bad about what you're doing, you're likely to say, have a lot of fuckets. Okay. So use this example is, you know, I feel like I'm restricting or I feel like, um, you know, I've been dieting my whole life or I feel like I am a grown ass woman and I should be able to make these choices on my own. I should be able to have a couple glasses of wine. You know, I've thought all of these thoughts. I know you have too, right? And then you're going to feel kind of bad, right? Even I'm a grown ass woman and I should be able to drink a couple glasses of wine if I want. Try that thought on, think it and see how it feels. When I think it, it feels like this defensiveness, right? It's sort of like, nobody can tell me what to do, (laughs) right? Or rebellious. And then I just want to go and do the thing that I actually don't want to be doing, right? That's kind of a self-sabotage. If you're on the other end of it where you're like, I'm gross, um, I'm out of control, I need to fix myself, all of that, that also doesn't feel good if you think about it, right? So if you think I'm gross or I'm out of control, you might feel disgusted with yourself, right? And then your action from that place is going to be super restrictive, super extreme. Um, Sometimes you might not even take action. You might just stay stuck. But usually those thoughts and feelings aren't the right fuel for positive action. So we want to make sure that your mindset and your feelings and your actions are all in alignment with the goals that you have and that it feels good for you to approach this work. That's where getting support and coaching and making sure that you're approaching this from more of a self-love place, um, self-acceptance, so that you want to take the actions that feel good to you. Um, so you have more long-term success and you don't quit. So that's what I wanted to share about restriction. And I would love to help you. You can join Alive AF right now if you want to, where I can help you workshop this stuff. Um, the worksheets and our and the program, the course that you take inside the program, super helpful for this. We have workshops every month that help you get more clear on your intentions and you know, different areas in your life in which you may not have looked at yet that fuel some of your actions that you want to change. So you're welcome to join. And I just want you to know that I'm here for you and I'm sending you all the love. And even if you have been feeling like you're working on yourself for years and years and years and years, I'm proud of you for, for not giving up. And that doesn't feel good either when you've you know, decided that you're not going to work on yourself anymore and you feel a little bit stuck or out of control. You're still here. You're still plugging away and I'm proud of you for that. And it might just be a little bit of a shift in what you're thinking about your approach to things that could be the answer. All right, my friends, I love you and we will talk to you next week. Wish me all of the safe travels as I travel across the U.S. with my three children, my husband and Jackie Pooh. <laughs> all right, bye for now. Did my